This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Well, welcome, guys, and thank you for having us and joining us this afternoon or this evening, I should say. I was joined by my host, Dan Mader and Adam LaRue. Adam, how are we doing this week? How was fantasy this past weekend? Um, so you got the Colts jersey rocking on, so almost had a nice comeback. This is actually uh, when I was there uh, last week, I got a, a Jamar Chase. This is the newest addition to the collection. Oh, yeah. Bengals jersey. It's a yeah, white one. Bangles. Okay, yeah. I like got, it, I like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Colts come back, uh, definitely resilient team. Uh, there's definitely a lot to be improved on. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like the like some things. You like some things. They're more competitive than I think a lot of people would have given them credit early. Um, yeah. But, yeah, fantasy has been going pretty well as well. Uh, I think we're at three total losses out of four redraft leagues, so not too bad. Um, nice. How about yourself? I finally got in the winning column for my fantasy season. Well, I shouldn't say for the first time, but for the two standard redraft leagues that I do, um, I actually finally got you know some points for a change. That was actually nice. Um, so th- going into this week, talking about some points, we're going to kick off our Thursday game that we have coming up this week. Uh, Washington and Chicago. Uh, Chicago, you know, Resembled like they had an offense last week. It was kind of surprising. We actually the red, you know, the, the Commanders played well versus the Eagles last week as well. Uh, the offense played well. So, Adam, what are you kind of looking at in this game? Well, first of all, I think after this past weekend, I'm much more confident that this is going to be like an acceptable to watch game, right? Because we've we've definitely historically seen a lot of bad football on Thursday nights, uh, and even primetime game this year have been really hit or miss. So, this is a game that I do think. Uh, it's going to be fun, going to be entertaining. Uh, and I, I think we could see some points here. Uh, the Washington defense certainly talented, um, but I, I don't think has performed super, super well, especially against fantasy players. Um, and Chicago's barely t- warrants much of a consideration. Um, well, know. let's talk about some of those players, Adam. Um, so you know, I know, for example, running back position has been kind of a key position this entire season. And one of the surprises so far has been Brian Robinson in his play. Uh, Dan has Brian Robinson, I think, I believe 14 on his board this week. Uh, ECR has 16. Uh, Dan had to jump off for a second. But I know that for myself, this is one of the things I was going to challenge him on because you know, Brian Robinson's a number six running back right now in half-point PPR. I think this is a smash um, opportunity of playing this Bears defense. Looks like Swiss cheese out there. So what's your take on that, Adam? Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with you. Uh I think it's weird. I don't think he's that great of a back, uh, to be perfectly transparent. I did like him coming out. I think he's a, a solid, uh, can do a little bit of everything type of back, but he's not particularly great uh, at anything. And I didn't think this offense would be uh, you know, able to support that. That being said, I think this is a really good matchup for him. Uh, and look, uh, there, there's something to be said that he's just getting the right type of volume. Uh, these games where he's not performing super well, He's getting fed, and, you know, the only games where he, he's been, you know, sub-15 carries the games he's performing well in. Uh, you know, that that's why he's not getting the carries, right, because they're, they're up and they're moving on to getting the ball to other players. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he's a big part of the offense trying to keep things simple for Sam Howell, and as a result, 
uh, kind of any game script, I feel like, like you're kind of comfortable with him right now. Yeah, he's being involved in the passing attack. You see him kind of also, yeah, touchdowns this past week, scoring touchdowns. Almost had two. Uh, Terry McLaurin wound up getting that one, and then he fumbled in the end zone. I will say I wasn't a big Ryan Armstrong fan. You said you were. I was not coming out. But I will say he looks more slim and more quicker than uh, this year than he did in the past years, and including college. So I'm kind of impressed with his body skill set. I'm impressed with his usage. So I do think Ryan Robinson is the guy to have in a lineup this week. How about the receiver position for this Washington team? Another, like I said, smash match for Chicago. Terry McLaurin got back on track, it looks like, last week. Scored a touchdown kind of by fluky, but did get in touchdown, had eight catches. Um, so where do you have Terry McLaurin on your board this week? Oof, uh, I think a specific spot on the board uh, is kind of tough. Uh, but I, what I will say is I think he's always someone that was going to be a little bit of a slow start. Did have that injury in training camp. Some people were kind of questionable, or at least when he first uh, had it, uh, whether he'd be suiting up for week one or not. Of course, he ended up going. Uh, but I definitely think he was still kind of feeling it a little bit kind of early on in the season. Uh, and then, of course, Howell is just a, a guy who hasn't gotten a ton of reps at the pro level yet. So I, I think... You know, as those reps get up, as uh, McLaurin gets a little further removed from his injury, uh, I, I definitely think he's going to become more and more playable. Uh, the one concern, I guess, is that um, Howell has spread the ball out uh, quite a bit so far, um, but I, I really wouldn't be shocked if he starts locking in on McLaurin a little bit more moving forward. So let's look at some of the other receivers. Do you have anybody else that you're willing to play this week? Um, have the tight end position? Are you looking at Logan Thomas? Is there any other guy who's passing attack about spreading the ball around? Is there any other guy in the passing attack you're willing to play this week? Uh, no, I do. I just want to – we talked about it early before he got hurt uh, in the season, rather, um, that Logan Thomas definitely looks like they want to get him involved. He's been dealing with injuries he had last year. Uh, I don't – you know, I, he's certainly not playable. Um, but what I will say is I think he's someone that should be on your radars, especially if you're in – uh, say a redraft league and you're in a situation uh, where you don't have one of these top tight ends and you are kind of trying to find a streamer guy. Uh, he's someone that you should definitely be thinking about. Um, you know, that could be uh, worthwhile here coming up. Yeah, I like Logan Thomas as a guy that probably could talk about a streamer top tight end option this week for Chicago. Not a bad uh, guy to play maybe on some dynasty, not dynasty, I'm sorry, and some um, – FanDuel or something along those lines as well to try to get your guy at a nice cheap price. The guy that has been involved in a lot in this offense when he's been healthy, he talked about. So finally, talk about Sam Howell. Are you willing to play Sam Howell versus Chicago team? I mean, makes this, this defense makes every quarterback look awesome. Sam Howell has some good moments. Uh, nice week last week. He gets you some rushing yards. Um, hasn't spread the ball you already talked about. When he doesn't see pressures, completing over 75% of his passes. So it's a Chicago team that gets little to no pressure. So that's pretty good. So Sam Howell, somebody with all these buys that you're talking about, going to be playing this week. I think for me, he's probably, uh, I see uh, Dan has him ranked right at, uh, what is it, 17, ECR, 16. I, I think I'd be right around those numbers, probably closer to, or probably at the 16 spot. I do feel like he's, a, you know, in a in a 2QB league, I feel like he's about middle of the pack for that second quarterback spot. Uh, there's definitely potential. Uh, for some really big things against this Chicago defense. Um, but, I mean, we've we've seen, what, three and a half really good quarters of Chicago Bears football this season, and otherwise I'm not super impressed. Uh, so one of my, I guess, my biggest concern here um, is that, it, you know, last weekend was wacko, right? I'm sure we'll get to it later, but Zach Wilson played well. Justin Fields played well. 
could that weekend have just been really wacky and a mirage and we're going to revert to the norm for both those guys later. I, I certainly hope not uh, as a fan of the league and as, you know, as a fan of those guys, but um, it, it, there could be some concerns that Chicago falls out of this pretty quickly and, you know, returns to being what they had been the rest of the season uh, going back to last year, really. Well, let's look at that Chicago team and folks, some of these guys that were playing versus Washington, like he alluded to definitely different matchup than we've seen versus Denver who's been giving you know, 70 points in Miami last or two weeks ago. So it's definitely a different matchup in that sense. But Washington's defense hasn't been lights out. They go up some points to, in some big plays to the Eagles this past week. Are you looking at the receiver core of DJ Moore? Is he back? Is you know what we saw last week? Is it sustainable? Is DJ Moore a receiver one, possibly receiver two in your lineup this week? I, I think he's more on the low end receiver two for me still. Uh, I, I need to see it sustained. Uh, I definitely like DJ Moore. I, it, again, it, it's my concerns are primarily uh, with with Gessy here. Um, you know, we haven't seen a bunch great out of him so far. Again, last season you saw a lot of uh, potential with this offense. You saw a lot of you know possibilities that this isn't too far gone. This isn't hopeless. That um, you know these guys can still be successful together. Um, but I, I need to see it for again more than three quarters. I, I, I'm not going to make any, I'm not going to throw out my two, three game sample for three quarters this past weekend. Yeah. For Dan, he has him as receiver 16. So he does have him as a high end receiver too, a little higher, I guess, than you're looking at him. I do think this is a good matchup for him for Chicago. I think the secondary continues to be beat up. They have new Jalen Johnson as well this week. I'm sorry, not Jalen Johnson. Uh, Washington um, has given up big places. I'm sorry. Versus uh, this whole season, um, you saw Denver be able to score points versus the Washington team. You saw Forbes, who I like a lot, is a, kind of susceptible to the double move. So I do think DJ Moore is a guy that you see Chicago making conscious effort to get involved. So Dan having a high-end normal here too, I tend to think that's what he can do as well. Um, so let's move on to the tight end position. We saw Cole Clement, Adam. Cole Clement actually was was visible and involved and, and quite often. Are we going to believe that again this week going into you know, playing Washington? Look, I think he's at least a high-end streamer, uh, to be honest with you. They've been trying to get him involved. It's just been a problem as if they can, uh, right, to consistently get targets the ball. Uh, but he's definitely someone that they want to be involved. It's someone that Justin Fields, going back to last season, feels very comfortable throwing to in the red zone. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely someone who, you know, if you're looking for a low-end startable tight end, uh, you know, he's someone who absolutely can find his way to the end zone, get like five, six targets, uh, maybe even more in some cases. Yeah, Dan has number 14 this week. ECR has him 12. So like you're talking about a guy that's borderline uh, tight end one guy that we talk about a lot in tight end position. Once you get past eight, it's like a flip a coin for an eight to 16 kind of deal. So I do think this could be a matchup that you can maybe exploit. And we do see Cole Clement with, you know, low place Chase Claypool being kind of that second mouth being fed in the passing attack. Let's move to that backfield, Adam. <clears throat> we saw Khalil Herbert get a lot of carries. Uh, Rashad Johnson was kind of sporadically involved, but Khalil Herbert now going to be the guy. Is he someone we can start first Washington? I, I think this is a matchup you could definitely consider flexing him, uh, depending on your your particular roster setup. Uh, look, I, I think he's someone that uh, even most of the season, his per touch uh, you know efficiency hasn't been too bad. Uh, and, and, you know, historically, he's actually been very, very good per touch and just hasn't quite gotten the volume uh, this week. They committed to getting him the volume. I don't know if that was game script. I don't know if, you know, they just 
it's called the Denver Broncos. Well, right. <laughs> but you have other backs you could have fed to. Any back was going to be good, but that they chose to go get the volume to him specifically, uh, I, I think it means more uh, relative to Roshan Johnson. Definitely uh, any back that gets 15-plus carries against Denver this season is going to get points. Um, but if they're going to get volume that direction, he he's a decent back. And Dan, you have him at 27, ECRs at 21. Is are you looking at him as a flex option as well? Yeah, look, uh, ECR right now has him locked in inside of a top 24 position. I don't think you can say Cleo Herbert has to be in your starting lineup because that's what that would indicate. I know it's a bye week and everything like that, but Roshan Johnson's not gonna just go away. I do think it became a little bit of a hot hand approach. Herbert got hot, they decided to roll with him. Uh, commanders have given up the 11th fewest rushing yards to the running backs so far this season. And also, the, one of the things I want to cash here is that his prop of 44 and a half rushing yards, I want to hit the under on that. He's been under that three of the last four games. I'm not suddenly going to say Herbert runs away with this thing. So I'm just tempering expectations. Can Herbert be in your lineup this week in the flex? Sure, he could. Uh, but I'm not going to say he has to bona fide be in your starter. We still have to wait how to see how this thing plays out. Remember, before this, everybody was talking about how Roshan was inching his way into becoming that guy in Chicago. But, uh, yes, I'm back now. Thank you guys for ho- holding down the fort while I try to figure out what's going on. The hotel here that I'm at, and I usually come to the hotel guys every week, but the, the one in particular, I'll be crossing this off the list for future shows that's for sure uh so what do you guys cover all the bears so far or what, we're, we're, we're left with last one we're at the quarterback position in justin fields we covered all the washington we're just at justin fields in chicago last all right well here, here's what i got for you on justin fields first of all i am gonna cash the over on the 200 and a half passing yards he's hit three of the last four over that mark uh washington is allowing the 10th most fantasy points to the quarterback position so this is not a terrible matchup here for justin fields actually believe it or not uh I do have him eight. ECR has him at nine. Do we have to see it one more game before we can buy into suddenly Fields' Ray to make his fantasy push? Because, again, it was Denver. We can't take anything out of Denver right now. So I, that's kind of where I'm at on this one. So what, what do you guys think? Is there a pathway for Fields to get back on track, or was it just a Denver matchup in your mind, Adam? Uh, I, I'm going back and forth. What I think is really promising is he did look confident throwing the ball. And I think confidence for him is a, a really big thing. Uh, it definitely to me, a lot of it has been, he doesn't feel super confident in the pocket uh, so far this season. Uh, you know, even going back to, uh, you know, the previous regime when he was here as a rookie, uh, there was a lot of not good in the passing game to say the least. But he looked confident in what he was doing, and he hadn't looked like that until this game. Um, so I, I think he does have that going for him. That being said, his OC is still Getsy. He, he's still throwing to the same guys. Maybe, you know, everyone was just pissed off at Chase Claypool and getting him out of the locker room solved things. But I, I find that unlikely. Um, so, yeah, I, I still need to see it from him a little bit more. And my, my other thing is, he had a good output because of his passing game. And while, yes, that is really positive for his outlook moving forward, I still need to see a concerted effort in getting him rushes early in the game. They came in as the game went on, but early on, it definitely seemed like they were high on the passing game, which against Denver I get, um, but I really need to see a concerted effort moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. We need to see at least one more time. I'm, I'm with you on that. Did we talk about DJ Moore already? 
Yes. Okay. All right. What about the commander players? Sorry, I'm sorry. All the commander players too. All commander players. You, we haven't talked about any your your props though for those guys. Uh, well, okay. So I got uh, Terry McLaurin. He's gone under three of the last four on a 60 and a half yards mark. Chicago has allowed the 11th most fantasy points to the wide receivers, though. So we're actually going to stay away from that 60 and a half receiving yard mark here going into this one. And I'm also staying away from Dotson. We have to kind of see what kind of plan of attack here. I heard you guys talk about Brian Robinson. This sets up very much to be a Brian Robinson like game, who I, by the way, 63 and a half rushing yards. That I feel very good about cashing on the over. Chicago's allowed the 11th most rushing yards to the running back position so far. And he's been the guy. When If it's a, if it's a neutral to positive game script, it's been all Brian Robinson. He, he's just he's taking it to him. So he's going to get the ball in this one. I think he goes over that. All he needs to get in this game is 15 carries, and he will hit that mark. I am betting on the fact that he's going to get 15 carries in this game. So it's kind of what I roll out for that one. Um, I think that's all the props I have for this one. Uh, the game line going into this one is Washington minus six. Washington is two and two, but the Bears are 0-4 against the spread so far this season. So I'm going to bet on the Bears continuing to find ways to be terrible. And I'm going to take Washington to cover minus six in this game as well. And uh, Chris, uh, do you want me to hit that domination defense or you want me to wait? No, you can wait. It's not, okay. That's not my defense. All right. Well, it's one of mine. So, guys, stream commander's defense tomorrow if available. All right. So, I, I'm gathering. I think we're ready for the next matchup.